Hello, I'm Giles Fraser. I write the Holy Cow weekly column for Unheard. I recently travelled to Syria with a group of Christians from the UK to meet some Christians over in Syria and Damascus to talk about their situation and try and understand it a little better. And in the course of a few days there, I managed to sit down with Dr Erica Hunter, who's the senior lecturer in Eastern Christianity at SOAS, and we discussed how Christianity was faring in the region more generally. I hope you enjoy listening. Please also make sure you've subscribed to the Unheard podcasts, which you can do on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. We're here in... Beautiful Damascus. In beautiful Damascus, and you can probably hear the... Here, the water playing in the courtyard behind yes. us. <laughs> it's, yes. a lo- it's a very nice day. Yes. But we're also meeting, uh, the day after, I guess it still is, the West bombed a number of places around here in Damascus. Mm. That's right. The night before last. Many of the locals went out to see the fireworks display. Yes. And we've just been to church. Indeed, we have been to a very ancient church in the heart of Damascus, the Syrian Orthodox Church, which is really the ancient church of Syria. And what language did the service take place in? Well, the liturgy was sung in Syriac, which is the Christian dialect of Aramaic, which was, of course, our Lord's native language. And the sermon was delivered in Arabic, so it's a mixture of Syriac and Arabic. So we're here in this part of Damascus, and it, it's, a, it's a pretty Christian part of town, and we yes. have monasteries and, and churches, and there are nuns walking up and down, and priests walking up and down. How is Christianity faring in Syria at the moment? Well, Syria is probably, apart from the Lebanon, the one country in the Middle East where non-Muslim communities have security. There is a pluralism which still survives in the country due to the stability of the country. Was that pluralism? I mean, it pre-existed the sort of secular policies of the Ba'ath Party, the separation oh, of church and state. It's gone back for... Absolutely. The pluralism in Syria has extended back to apostolic times. Large pagan communities, very large Jewish communities, the splendid synagogue of Dura Europos is one of the most outstanding examples of the rich contribution of the Jewish communities. So pre-Islamic Syria had a pluralist society. It survived in Syria to the present. The forces of intolerance Mm. that exist in this region about Christianity, they have also been there a long time. There has always been skirmishes between Muslims and Christians, but the Christian communities have known how to deal with this situation, how to live amongst the situation. And I give you an example even recently. Up in the Habur region of northern, northern Syria, there are uh, Assyrian Christian villages, villages that belong to the Church of the East, and they negotiated with Daesh a settlement... I'm sure large sums of money changed hands, to to leave them alone. And that was remarkable. The Christians had managed to negotiate with Daesh. Even with Daesh? Yes. 
And so they know what they're doing with the, the Muslim communities. Though there is an anxiety, Christians are leaving mm. here. Are you hopeful about the future or are you fearful? Uh, I am hopeful. The Christians have lived through many vicissitudes. We talk about the Byzantine persecution. The Mongols came in the 13th century and that was, of course, a very major episode in the country's history. Uh, we've had the Ottomans. The Christians have the resilience and the wherewithal to survive. And I do believe that given opportunities, Christians have always shown that they can make good of a situation and they will survive. And so the, the Lord's Prayer, which is said today in the language that our Lord, or a, you know, something quite close to... Well, he would have sp- What dialect he spoke, we don't know, but, uh, but it, he spoke Aramaic. He spoke in Aramaic, so, yes. you know, yes. the Lord's Prayer is said in Aramaic today yes. in church and yes. in the language. That tradition will... You, you're hopeful that will continue, and... I, I'm more than hopeful. I, I do believe it will continue, and it was particularly moving for me this morning in church to hear the Lord's Prayer and to remember the many centuries it has been recited in this great country. In Iraq, things are different. I mean, in terms of the percentage of Iraq that are Christian, it's gone from 10% or it's something? about 9 or 10%. Around, uh, it's gone to about 3%. Yeah. Is there a difference between the sort of the tolerance for Christians that exists in Shiite areas and in Sunni areas? Is there a difference in terms of the way in which they relate to Christianity? Today, I think the Shia are more understanding of what it is like to be a community without because of the stance of Daesh, which, of course, saw the Shia as non-Muslim and we, we do know the treatment that they meted out to the Shia. Archbishop Habib Basra tells me that there was a distinct change in attitude by the Shia towards I the see. They knew what it's like to be outsiders. Absolutely. And so what is remarkable, and when I was in Basra in October 2016, a booklet produced by the Department of Antiquities there that had all the religious buildings of Mosul, Christian, uh, Shia, um, the synagogues, which of course no longer functions, and the Mandi of the Mandi. Now, that was produced by the government department, and I thought that was quite remarkable. So it's these sort of publications, it's education, that foster the idea that pluralism is healthy. We talk about this, and I'm buoyed up by your optimism about this, but nonetheless, here we are in the middle of Damascus, and if you look on old maps, there's the Christian Quarter, and then there's the Jewish Quarter. And if you go and try and find anything like the Jewish Quarter now, it basically doesn't exist. And that would be true of Baghdad as well. I well, mean, true. Very uh, true. And, Very uh, and other places that had significant Jewish populations. So despite a, a history of populism, Christians are right to feel their existence is precarious. I think there are very big distinctions between the situation of the Jewish and the Christian communities. The Christian communities do not have the political dimension of Israel. 
and that has blighted the Jewish communities. Without that, I have no doubt that they would have been welcome to stay in Iraq, in Syria and in Egypt. And if you look around the Middle East today, what are the points of hope for Christians, areas of, areas of hope and the areas that are more difficult for Christians? Areas where I think it's very difficult for Christians are in Turkey at the moment. The, the government's attitude to uh, plurality is not encouraging. Iraq has challenges, but I, I am hopeful that it, the communities can pull through. I think Syria has the ingredients of stability, providing they remain. The cake mix doesn't alter, we might say. Egypt, I think we have al-Sisi. He recognises the economic contribution of the Christians, of course, and I'm not being cynical about that, but he recognises their value. One very interesting area that is emerging is Saudi, where there has been an opening up very recently to Christians. Is this to do with people coming from... From India, yes. Now, that is very different, of course, from the resident communities, but the very fact of wedging the door of intolerance to pluralism, that gives you hope. The door is open and there is a chink of light. So when the Israelis say, we're the only country in the Middle East that allows for religious pluralism is one of the things that you hear the Israeli government saying now and again you just sort of you look you listen to that and you sort of chuckle really uh yes one does chuckle and of course Israel has a vested interest to say that they do have historic Christian communities again very much on the diminution because of the prolonged Palestinian-Israeli conflict the Christian community in Gaza is is tiny The Israelis certainly recognise the historic presence of Christianity. Uh, How open they would be to a much greater demography is is another point. And, of course, there's the Lebanon, which has always been in the focus of the Middle East, a Christian dominion. My friend Donnie George, who was so instrumental in antiquities in Iraq, told me that in 2006... Sunni extremists would write on the walls of Dora, which was a predominantly Christian suburb in Baghdad. They would write the slogan, Christians to Beirut, Shia to the grave. So they saw, wow. yeah, they saw Beirut as where the Christians would go. It's very interesting because that follows the covenant of Umar where the Christians are protected. They wouldn't kill them, but they would drive them out. And the Shia, of course, was seen as horrendous. And the Lebanon was always, has always been yeah. seen as a sort of cradle of, that's, of Christianity. That, that's right.